Is there an association between serotonin levels and long COVID? Find out about this and more in today's PV Roundup podcast. I'm your host, Senior Vice President and Medical Director, Dr. Tim Wright, coming to you once again from the Pioneer Valley in Western Massachusetts. Here are today's stories. A study that investigated metabolite signatures associated with long COVID has shown that the molecule most significantly associated with post-acute sequelae of COVID-19 is serotonin. For the study, published in Cell, researchers followed 1,540 patients with long COVID at Penn Medicine and performed a systemic symptom analysis based on questionnaire surveys and chart review. They also performed targeted plasma metabolytics on 58 patients with long COVID who represented different clusters and experienced persistent symptoms three to 22 months after acute infection. The 58 patients were compared with 60 patients with acute COVID-19 and 30 individuals with symptom-free recovery of COVID-19. The researchers found that the metabolite profile of patients with long COVID was distinct from individuals who recovered to a symptom-free state after COVID. During the post-acute state of infection, serotonin levels were predictive of whether a patient fully recovered or developed long-term sequelae. In the future, it may be possible to use serotonin as a biomarker to match patients with treatments or clinical trials that address the specific causes of their long COVID symptoms. In our next story, we learn that researchers have discovered two novel methods that may transform how postpartum hemorrhage is prevented and treat women who undergo a cesarean delivery. A study of 120 women who required a cesarean delivery with an oxytocin infusion presented at Anesthesiology 2023, the annual meeting of the American Society of Anesthesiologists, showed that 57% of those who received placebo had postpartum hemorrhage and 15% required a blood transfusion. In contrast, only 40% of the women who received the calcium chloride infusion had postpartum hemorrhage and 8.3% required a blood transfusion. Another study of over a thousand cesarean deliveries found that 12 minutes after delivery, 18% of women had uterine tone scores that indicated that they were at high risk of severe bleeding. Of the high-risk women, 77% experienced hemorrhage, 46% experienced major hemorrhage, and 25% needed a blood transfusion. And finally, we learned that infants who receive one intramuscular injection of nircivimab may be protected from respiratory syncytial virus-related lower respiratory tract infections through the whole season. This according to a study published at ID Week 2023. The Harmony study, which was comprised of 8,058 infants from the United Kingdom, France, and Germany, found that efficacy against RSV lower respiratory tract infections was 83.2% across all countries and efficacy was consistent across subgroups. The rates of hospitalization due to the RSV lower respiratory tract infections through the RSV season were 0.3% in the nircivimab group and 1.5% in the no-intervention group. And that's today's Medical Roundup. Thank you for joining us for this episode of PV Roundup Podcast. For more stories like these, visit us at pvroundup.com to subscribe to our weekly newsletters. Thoughts, comments, or suggestions? Please leave us a review on your preferred listening platform or email us at editorial at pvroundup.com. Subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, Pandora, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, or Google. You can also download our Amazon Alexa Flash Briefing, Medical News Roundup, and just ask, what's my flash briefing? Thanks today to Gabrielle Mastello for selecting and editing our stories and to Sean Mullen for production assistance. Join me next time for an episode where we cover the latest stories in the world of medicine. <laughs>